Welcome to Sien Chao, aka Hello in Vietnamese. This podcast is a collective space where we come together to talk about all things lifestyle, career, and share our diverse perspectives. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Jeanette. Today, let's talk our current obsessions. So this will be a fun episode. There are so many things I'm obsessed with right now, but if you guys don't know, I love love, love food. It's one of my biggest passions in life. So Jeanette, what are some foods that you're obsessed with right now? This sounds really simple, but my current obsession is cinnamon. So I've used cinnamon in the past. Don't get me wrong, but lately I feel like I appreciate that spice a lot more than I used to. So I sprinkled cinnamon into my coffee. So basically what I've been doing is I have this Nespresso machine and it has is it one of those nice ones where you can just like put everything in it and it gets it ready for you or so it's the one with pod which I guess into my current obsession with my Nespresso but it has a pod I put it in and what I've been doing is I've been using the milk frother putting in my oat milk putting cinnamon into my oat milk frothing those together and then if you smell it after it smells like cereal milk and then I pour it into my Yeti and then I pour my espresso over it, but in the espresso, I have honey and then some dark chocolate chips that melts into it. And I stir it up and it's the best coffee I've ever had. And then I realized that to make oatmeal taste better, cinnamon. So cinnamon definitely <laughs> top my list lately. That's so funny. So, you know, cinnamon actually tastes really good with honey and strawberries. Really? I haven't tried that. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to Cinnamon also tastes great on meat if you're doing like a grill kind of type thing. Cause a lot of like the Mediterranean dishes, they put a lot of cinnamon on their meat. I had no idea. I'm going to have to seek that out. I don't think I've ever seasoned my meat with cinnamon, but I only do if I'm making something Middle Eastern. Otherwise, typically I don't, but just that little extra hint of cinnamon or allspice in there. It's just mm, so good. Okay. I'm going to trust you next time. I go oh, Indian there. food has a lot of cinnamon too. There you go. Okay. The next time I go to a Mediterranean restaurant, I'll make sure to see what's on the menu with cinnamon. Yes. So good. What about I, you? I've been so obsessed and I don't know why I've always offed this on the menu. Like I've been to so many Asian places and everyone's like, oh, you need to try like the karage, which is Japanese fried chicken. And in my head, I'm like, there can't be anything that great about fried chicken, fried chicken's fried chicken. I don't care what culture it comes from. It's literally just battered and fried chicken. Right. Yeah. Recently they opened this restaurant called Loro here in Houston. And so Uchi is kind of a big thing down here in the South. It's like kind of like an place. And then in Austin, there's this killer place called um, Franklin's barbecue. So it's one of the more popular barbecue places. So Uchi and Franklin's barbecue had a baby concept called Loro. You'd love it if you Okay. It's so good. And I remember I tried it. I was like, this place has to be like a scam because everyone's writing about it. All the white people are going. It's literally everything, right? So it what it is, it's, it's Asian barbecue. So it's like Southeast Asian though in particular. There's no like it's just like a lot of fish sauce, a lot of spices and everything. And something they have there that is Japanese. Um, I guess that's East Asian, but is there karage? And it's so good. Like the outside is lightly battered. It's thigh meat and they sprinkle on like Sichuan little flakes of salt on there. So it has that kind of the tingling numbing feeling. And then you dip it into this kind of, it's like a sour little creamy sauce with basil on it. And I've been obsessed. 
So I've been it's eating. Me so fried. hungry. It it's sounds so amazing. So I've had Korean fried chicken, but I've never had Japanese fried chicken. So. It's so much better than Korean. I don't like Korean okay. fried chicken. Okay. Cause the Korean fried chicken is very crispy, but this sounds light. Well, I don't know. It's like Korean fried chicken. It's like all the bones and stuff, right? But karage is usually they use, typically they use thigh meat. And mm-hmm. so this weekend I hung out with some friends and went to a different Japanese restaurant. And I ordered the karage there too. And it was so good also. So I've just been on like a fried chicken kick, which is definitely not good for my health. But I figured if I just work on my macros, I can fit in a little bit more fat here and there. It's also just a phase, right? <laughs> I would hope so. So that when I see you during the summer, I'm not 10,000 pounds heavier. You're fine. But if I eat enough fried chicken, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to try it next time I'm in Houston. Yeah, you definitely need to. What are some other things that you're liking right now? So I am a very big fashion person. I love shopping. I think I have an addiction. It's fine. That's why I work. And right now, my current obsession with fashion-wise is Abercrombie. I'm loving the comeback that they're making. I actually used to work for Hollister, so I was there. Oh, so you were like a cool kid in high school. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. So the story of how I got a job at Hollister is I kept, I shopped there a lot in high school because that's when Hollister and Abercrombie peaked. And I kept going in there and every time I go in there, they'd ask me to work there. And I was 17 and I was like, okay, well, you know, might as well work here, make some money because I don't have to apply and do anything. They're, they're already recruited me. So I started working there. And then you know how in the last like few years, Abercrombie and Hollister were kind of struggling and they were trying to make a comeback, but then- Yeah, they're trying to rebrand. Yeah, and so their rebrand really kicked in, I think this year, and I've just been obsessed with all of their clothes and I'm low-key super happy that they're making a comeback because I love that place. So their jeans, amazing, have been buying their jeans. I don't need all these jeans, but been buying that. And then I'm also obsessed with Aritzia, which I feel like, is very basic for me to say, but I've been focusing on building more of a uh, capsule wardrobe because I live in Chicago and I have no closet space. So I need to downsize the amount of clothes I have. So I started thinking about buying clothes that I can mix and match and make a lot of different outfits without feeling like I don't have enough clothes. So Aristia has been a really great store for that. And I highly recommend it if you're looking to build a capstone wardrobe. I need to look into that because I'm so much more the person. I just buy whatever I like when I feel like it. And I typically buy what I need according to the occasion, right? So I definitely need to build that foundation of just a lot of neutrals and solids to build upon. But another place to your point is I've noticed that Zara has been doing a bomb job. I've been obsessed with Zara recently. It all started from my little 90s themed birthday in February. I was going there to look for 90s stuff and they have the cutest clothes right now I ordered three different orders from them this week so I totally get it (laughs) are you looking into like the whole 90s vibe that they're bringing back or I think it's just everyone's on a 90s grind right now I feel like 90s is in right now like that's the point of this fashion trend lately so looking at what Rachel Green used to wear in Friends Mm -hmm. and what I've been trying to replicate in my style so I think I kind of yeah, I bought this really nice silk dress from them. Um, it's the pink dress that went viral on TikTok in green. 
And then I saw this jean jacket that was cropped and it looks oversized a little bit. So I bought that. And then I also ordered this silk crop top from them. So kind of 90s, maybe. I'm wondering, are you into the whole boyfriend jean thing yet? Because I really, I don't know, based on my body type, but I'd really like to get some high-waisted, those kind of flared out straight leg boyfriend jeans with like a crop top. So I try not to do too baggy of jeans because I'm short. And I feel like if I wear really baggy clothes, it'll swallow me up. But I've been into straight jeans and flared jeans. Oh, okay. Well, I need to get some because I'm still doing the whole high waist. I'm not really a jean person though. I don't oh, know if Yeah, I'm a diehard high-waisted fan. Like I will never do low rise. That's just not. Yeah, I'm not bringing that back. That's one thing that I'll leave in the 90s. I was like, yeah. if I wear that, I will look terrible. So I'm not doing that at all. Um, and then, another thing. Uh-huh. Oh, and then another obsession I have is, so I'm trying to do more like sustainable shopping even though I still shop at Abercrombie and Zara and all that, but I'm trying to find different stores that are more sustainable to build into my wardrobe. So one of the stores that I really like lately is called Heavy Manners. So I've never heard of them. Yeah. So they create, it's by this girl, she's from New York city. Uh, and she created a lot of really cute swimsuits. And Hailey Bieber, Kendall Jenner, and a lot of models wear them. So I've been obsessed with her swimsuit. So I started there. And then I really like all the cotton pieces that she's releasing. And then I just bought a pair of jeans from her that she just brought back. So I'm excited to see if I fit in those jeans and what that looks like. But that's a store. If you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. It's a little bit pricey, but the quality is really good. And it's about sustainable fashion. I mean, I feel like all sustainable fashion is pretty pricey because I started buying from Reformation Mm -hmm. back before they were famous. And I've noticed that they've always been pricey and how they say, I mean, how they rationalize that is because they have to use more to process and create their materials and they pay their workers and all this other stuff. So I always think, yeah, you're paying for what you're getting, but you're also helping the environment just a bit. But I mean, that might matter to some of you guys and maybe not others, but I think that's awesome that you're looking into that sustainability aspect. So it's so funny. We're talking about stores, but I came across an article not too long ago. This is, I guess it's related to like your everyday shopping, right? Not fashion related, but I did notice that I've just been obsessed with a lot of the products from Costco. So they've been bringing in so many different, just great products, but I've been loving this little homemade little granola thing from there. But when I was there, I noticed that they had like, salted duck yolk crackers and all this and I was reading the article and apparently like the main demographic for Costco people are middle-aged Asian women who make over 110,000 which I thought was hilarious no that's so funny but if you think about it it makes sense because I think our parents love buying in bulk so they're all hoarders yeah so to buy in bulk you have to go to Costco or Sam's Club and my parents go to Costco, I think twice a month and they always do they load up for the whole month. Yeah. On everything on snacks, on ramen, on toilet paper, the whole thing. (laughs) That's so funny. I would love to see your parents' grocery haul. 
my their thought their decision making process. I grew up not knowing what a paper towel or toilet paper shortage was like when the pandemic hit and there was a toilet paper shortage I don't think my mom experienced that because she was like I prepare my whole life for this moment (laughs) at my household my I think I sent you a picture one time but my mom what she did was she bought so much toilet paper she would make these little just pyramids of toilet paper so that while you're on the toilet you can turn around and you can feel very safe knowing that there's <laughs> 20 other ones I'll have to send you a picture but yeah, I, I it's I'm beyond it's beyond me how we turned out seemingly normal I I thank god every day I don't know yeah I feel like, like I'm going I'm going back to my parents this weekend and I'm like, maybe I should save myself money and just grab some of their paper towels and toilet paper and bring it back to Chicago with me. Cause there's plenty. It's like a store. Dude. I do that all the time. Cause every time I go to my parents' house, everything's in bulk. Thank you, Costco. And I can go, I can choose what canned goods I want. <laughs> what goods I want. It's like a store within <laughs> their house. Yeah. It's too much stuff. And I don't know why my mom, again, because of her love of Costco, she thinks that when people come over, it's good to lay out the spread of just, <laughs> I guess, packaged foods, right? So you walk in and on the main dining table, there's granola, goldfish, gummy bears, all types of like little snacks, organic snacks, uh, kettle corn, just all in little, little individual packaging. She just leaves it out. So Do you remember going to my house and in the living room, there's a side table, but my parents put it like against the wall and on that side table was just a bunch of snacks. I don't know if you remember that. I remember the table, but I don't remember the actual snack portion. Okay. Maybe they were out, but like it's stock with snacks. It's just in the middle of the living room. And I'm like, don't we have a pantry to put they they use food as decoration again I don't know if anyone else's parents like this my parents use alcohol bottles that are filled like cognac they'll leave it in different areas of the house as decoration and food that is big things of cakes and food and whatnot because I'm saying if anything happens I'm going straight to their house but or like or like moon cakes you know for lunar new year cakes yeah they love those containers Costco's making Japanese individual sponge cakes right now. My mom buys them and she buys mochi from Costco. She just has Costco is basically a store for our Asian parents. <laughs> yes, it speaks to their soul. It's a good workout for them, I guess. But speaking of workouts, mm-hmm. are there any workouts that you're currently obsessed with now? So I've always been obsessed with Pilates. I think my obsession comes from the fact that I used to be a gymnast. And I think I miss stretching and doing exercises that allow me to be toned without just lifting weights. So Pilates has always been a big thing for me. And then in my apartment complex, we have a mirror, mm-hmm. you know, that mirror workout thing from Lululemon. So we have one of those and that's been really fun to try. Uh, I basically just download an app. I connected to YouTube or Bluetooth and then it pulls up on the mirror and then I get to pick all these different workout classes to do. So that has been really fun and making working out less boring for me. What about so when you? you're doing this? Wait, hold on. When you're doing the mirror workouts, are there people around you just watching you? So they put the mirror in one of those rooms. You know how some gyms have like, Oh, actually I have one. 
Yeah. So the mirror is in there. So I do it in there, but people still walk by and stare at me, but it's fine. I mean, okay. at the gym anyways, I was just curious if it was like a actual like coordinated workout or you're, you're trying to move to the beat or something like that. And you look like you're dancing. So I was just curious. Well, they have some workout classes that are like that, but I usually cool. do. That's kind of cool then. Yeah. But I used, I usually do the ones that are for like toning or hit classes just to get a quick 45 minute workout in without having to okay. think about what to do myself. Okay, cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, for me, I've uh, just like you, I love Pilates, but I've been more obsessed with sculpt Pilates, which are those faster paced mat Pilates classes where it looks like the nineties kind of aerobics where yeah. you're punching the arrow weights. So I like that. I'll do that maybe twice a week. I've been on a different little workout grind right now. Granted, I have to get my eating better, but what I've been doing a lot more, cause I'm actually trying to build muscle. I want to be able to see my muscles. So I've incorporated F45 into my training and it started with a couple of guy friends just telling me, okay, well, you need to find something that you like that's sustainable. And I had one friend who was just like, okay, well, you know what you need to do? You need to completely get rid of your ex out of your life and go work out six days a week and you'll be a new woman. And I was like, okay. It's easier said than done to work. I was like, that sounds hard. So I typically focus on their weight day. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then sometimes Fridays and Sundays I'll go in and it's been super fun for me because I think I need high variety in my life. And so you never do the same workout twice. It's always something different and they plan all your workouts for you. So I can be a novice, go in, get my workout done within 45 minutes and I'm out the door. So I'm hoping that we will see some results by the time I see you next. I'm sure you will. I, yeah, workout classes are the way to go for me. I think when I work out on my own, I get bored after like 20 minutes. No, exactly. And I thought there was something wrong with me for the longest time. Cause I'm like, why am I 30 years old? And I still can't, you know, find a workout that I really love. And I realized it was because I was doing all these workouts on my own and I don't like working out on my own. I just found that out recently. Mm -hmm. Like I get more motivated when it's an actual class and somebody plans it for me. Yeah, me too. And I feel like when you're in a class, you get the energy from other people and the instructor, and it makes you forget that you're working out and it goes by faster, but when you're doing it by yourself, you're like, it has to be 30 minutes and you look down, it's only been 10 minutes. And yeah. And then you just stop because you think, oh, I can answer this one text. And then you just end, and up, I end up laying there, there in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, stretching. Oh, no, it's, it's all about because summer's coming up. It's all about looking good right now. So another thing is I've been obsessed, obsessed with my skincare. So for the longest time, I've been trying to get what a lot of Asian Americans call this glass skin type situation where essentially it's if the light is hitting your face your skin is all one texture your pores on your nose do not even pop out in any way so there it's just you know one surface level so i found out that if you put a bunch of different acids on your skin you will get that so like my nose pores are just so tiny right now and they don't even protrude in any way. And the rest of my skin is pretty much just straight too. So what I've done is I use a fair amount of, I get my facials done at this franchise called Face House. They specialize purely just in facials. So it's awesome because you can go in there and you can handpick your own 
personal customized facial or choose from one of their lists. They have a bunch on their menu. And what they do is they kind of curate it to your specific skin. But the lady was like, hey, you can use this really high concentrated mix of AHA and BHA acid. And it's 10%, which is super high. Cause I don't know if any of you guys know, if you ever check your skincare products and there's acids in it, it's usually like 0.0 something. Okay. But very little. So this is legitimately 10%. So I've been using it because I'm trying to get my skin up to like samurai level of toughness. I've been using it every three days okay. and it has made a world's difference on my skin. It's just I get so many, I would have to say if I get complimented on something the most, it's my skincare. I get complimented on my skin maybe once a week. Yeah, I get that too, actually, but I've never used the acids that you mentioned. Do you use it in the morning and at night every three days or no, just- I think your face would fall off because the acid's so high. So I just use it once at night, every three days. And most people okay. they say to use, to start with, you just use it once a week. And then once you get to that point where you build tolerance, then you can go more often. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I have super clear skin and I don't know. I don't think I did anything amazing to make it that way for me. I had a little bit of acne in high school, like everybody does. But once I got to college, it just went away. My skin was super clear. And I actually didn't get into skincare until I was 23 because I actually went to Miami, didn't put any sunscreen on, got super burnt on my face. And after that, I got back, I was like, I need to wear sunscreen and start moisturizing. So that's when I got into skincare and my current obsession on the skincare end is Tatcha. So Tatcha is a skincare brand and it's created using Japanese rituals. So it was inspired by Japan and all the products are very great for sensitive skin. So they have different ones for dry skin, oily skin, and sensitive skin. So I found success in that and it has made my face really soft and I really like how light it feels on me. And I actually got my mom and my all my aunts using it because it was just so good. And there's a joke in my family that I haven't aged. In the I mean, past. you really haven't. Yeah, in the past, I think 10 years, I still look the same. So ever since I told my aunts and my mom what I use, they all started using it because they're like, maybe it works. <laughs> No, I remember you gifted me some Tatcha products. I definitely have to look into that more. Yeah, she is amazing. And I definitely would check it out um, if you're looking for a really great skincare line. I think my favorite is the Essence. It's won some award. What is it? It's a toner. So I wash my face. And then after that, I put on the toner and then I put on my morning skincare. And then at night, I use it again and put on my nighttime skincare. Um, and then for serums, I like to use ordinary serums. Um, those are really affordable and they're really good. So I would. Very nice. I'll definitely have to go to Sephora to pick up this stuff. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our current obsessions. I love this episode. Uh, from time to time, we like to throw in wildcard topics such as the one today. For our next episode, we will be diving into a business topic. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Chat soon. Oh,